Before we get into this, do you know, you might remember this, <clears throat> you know that I have a special talent for creating sentences out of <laughs> Spanish words? I, know, I think I knew this, but... Give me a Spanish word. And just pick any word from, from the Spanish language. Baño. Baño? Uh, yeah, I saw you playing guitar. That's a pretty cool baño. You guys are pretty good? <laughs> this, is not, this is not a talent. Give me another one. This is saying I'm not good at something and calling it a talent. I'm amazing at it. That was a perfect sentence. Donde esta? That's a, that's a phrase. I need, no, I need uh, a, a word. Uh, uh, lechuga. Lechuga? Hey, <laughs> man, you are a prisoner. We cannot let you go. <laughs> do, you see, do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's so stupid. I have a talent for you this. You are a prisoner. We cannot let you go. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> I want to just take this moment to apologize, everybody listening. I don't know if this will ever see the light of day, but. Welcome to the Humanity Sales Podcast, where we talk about the marketing revolution that's happening in tech consulting and how the best businesses are elevating their brand, amplifying their message, and selling more by being more human. We're your hosts, Brandon Triola. And I'm Nate Nettie. Let's get into it. fun it's what do you want you want us to sit up here and just act like we know everything about branding and marketing and that we aren't we do but we just don't have time to get human. into it all. we have pl- we have plenty of time i it's, got all the time in the world it's funny things like that that you learn outside of the work world that they don't even necessarily directly impact like what you're doing now but like they're just like a part of you i think that there's a there are lots of things that we learn in different seasons and different phases. Like you spend a lot of time, like music. Mm-hmm. I think that's an understatement, probably. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Like Mo- most of my time awake, yeah, with my eyes open, was spent working on. But music. I think one of the things that we've realized, and you and I have talked about this a lot. Most people that are really creative, mm. their skills overlap. They can do a lot of different things. Like creative people are not one dimensional. And for the longest time, mm. that's been the thing. Like you, you like do one thing and like do that only. But they're even on our team, like we have tons of musically talented people that are brilliant marketers, our media directors. Like it's so many singers. Actually, we, we were doing a team event last year <sighs> and we were in the back of our van. There's a whole nother story why we had a van, but like. <laughs> There was literally Sounds really creepy. There was we were transporting everybody around. There was like fifteen of us. The back of the van turned into show tunes. It was amazing. Someone started singing a whole new world. Someone started harmonizing. It was amazing. There were background singers. There was there was like eight people. It was a choir. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone was just singing, and then they did the Lion King, and then they did I don't know something from Cats, and they yeah. were going down the Broadway shows, and it was amazing. I think music is one of those things. I'm not. A musician. I feel like I probably could be, but I think it's one of those um, talents or skills, whatever it is, that it it sort of translates into other jobs. Like I think marketing, especially, like if you're musically, you have the ability musically to like connect people oh, yeah. to ideas and emotions, and emotions through stringing yeah. together all these different parts of a song or yeah. all these different sounds. Marketing is very similar to that. Oh yeah, it's very emotional, right? It's how to connect with people on an emotional level through stringing together these different strategies. And, and I just think there's overlap. Like 
I my overlap is not necessarily when it comes to music, but I think we talked about this on an earlier episode. I spent like 10 years working with just people in the self-help space. Yeah, I let's get into that a little bit because that's really it, it has shaped the way that we go about our business, the way that we advise our clients. For so for if you're just new to us right now, uh thank you for listening by the way, Brandon he spent a number of years running his own business number of years in the personal development space, a decade plus. I don't know the exact math. Personal development authors who have platforms, uh, who are building audiences and followings and launching products. Brandon was a go-to name for brand growth for these platforms. To this day, we still get emails every week. This is not an exaggeration. Will you help me write my book? Will you help me get my From yeah, people yeah. in this space, because Brandon built such a legacy here, uh, doing such great work for such a long time. We still get emails and we say, we aren't doing that stuff anymore. Uh, thank you so much. We can refer you on. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of time invested in getting good at this. But a lot of what you've learned in that space is not only transferable into the space that you're in now, but extremely effective. Um, would you be able to give us like, like maybe the top three things that you learned in that space and how they, how they impact what we do now? I don't know if I can give you three, but I'll try to give you some. I think the thing that I noticed right away is personal development gurus, right? are very similar to consultants in that they are people that deeply understand certain types of people and they have spent decades building a methodology around how to, how to overcome something or solve something. Mm, they're, they are a bridge. They're very similar. From a before to an after. Yes. They can guide you. Yes, a yeah. lot of them are very similar. They, are, you know, they, they, they value the same things. Um, and, you know, ironically, a lot of these, you know, personal development people, authors, speakers, coaches, they go and speak at some of the businesses that, you know, technology consultants own. Like they, you know, they bring them in to speak and do workshops and stuff like that. So I noticed right away, like there's a lot of overlap between personal development people, self-help people and the con- and consultants. They're, mm. they're just very similar. Um, when I got, when I started in that world, I was very much like, oh, like really against the idea of self-help. Yeah, it's it felt um, felt really fluffy, and it felt like snake oil a little bit. It's called self help. Yeah. You should be able to help yourself. Yeah, but the thing for me that was really crazy is I learned, I saw about myself after about five years of working in the space where working around productivity experts, working around people that were absolute experts in leadership and stuff like this. That 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 you know, these guys eat, sleep and breathe this stuff. Mm. And I noticed after about five years, like I was starting to change. Like I was starting to get better at things. I was starting to become a better leader. I was starting to become more productive. I was starting to set better goals. And the proximity to those people made me go, oh my gosh, the self-help thing, it's not fluff. And, and there's a really great quote, one of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn. He says, if you will change, everything will change for you. Well, if you say, will say it again, if yeah. you will change, everything will change for you. And I started to see myself changing, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, there's really something to this. So, I spent the next ten or so years in that space, just learning and watching these 
people, right? So a person, uh, let's call them, and they're actually referred to as artists. So I worked with a lot of artist management um, consultancies. They would manage the talent, right? They manage the author, they manage the speaker. And these artists, right? Like amazing people, but just being in that space and learning from them, I'm starting to just see the overlaps, right? So one of the things that I learned that was really impactful for me that is a very human uh, way that any business can grow or humanize their humanize their brand, humanize their business, and that is that building audiences is actually better than list buying. And I know we talked a little bit about mm. this on demand gen, but yeah. so in the personal development space, in the content marketing space, everything hinges around um, not just like getting leads, but like building audiences. Mm. So when you look at these people that have massive followings. They have worked really hard to like grow and nurture these followings of people over time. Yeah, and I remember one 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 client that I worked with for a long time. He had um, been in the corporate world, and he had developed a viewpoint and a methodology on a few things that was like really impactful for leaders. And he started writing a blog just on his own. This is like in 2010, 2011. Yeah, just had started writing a blog on his own, and uh, had focused so much on just like building the audience and being really helpful to his audience. I think in a couple of years, his follower, his his email list was like five or six hundred thousand people. Are you kidding me? So he was working at a company doing a day job. Yes. And then completely independent of that, he had yes. built his own independent following yeah. of five half a million people. I've never even seen half a million of anything in my life. And so the, the cool thing was um, they just focused on really providing value to this audience. So they built this audience. And then when it came time to say, look, we've like learned about you and discovered where your problems are. We built this product to help you overcome this. They ate out of his hand. Mm. And these are not cheap products. And, and these, it, they were really helpful? These would be digital products. Yeah, they were helpful products. They were products that solved like a really specific thing or helped them attain something really specific that they wanted that they couldn't get. Mm. And this is sort of the theme in the personal development space. This is why you see people building courses and they're all focused around like building their audience, not just trying to get leads. And mm. so this is, it's, it kind of goes into the demand gen thing that we talked about, but if you can focus on building and building an audience, you will have people that will buy your product that will be ready. Mm. They will be listening. They will be engaged. So that was the first That's thing. That's good. Build an audience. And then I, I think the that. other thing, um, just giving away what, you know, I watched these people create not just like white papers, right? So I have this problem with white papers because white papers are a thing, right? Digital transformation leaders, consultants, every, you got to make white papers, white papers, white papers. They're all over the place. But white papers are pretty much just like informational documents. And in the personal development space, they invest a ton of time and resources into building the most valuable free tools that their mm. audience could possibly have. Mm. They, are, they are tools that they could, they could charge money for them mm. and they give them away because they understand the value in being seen as the go-to resource, as the guide in the story like we talked about. And that's a thing that I learned in this space, just watching not just one, not two, but all of the people that are, have successful personal development platforms, authors that have written books, they do this. And it's really hard to track that, to do attribution around that, but it's just something that you have to do. Like you do it, they give it away, they're really generous with their thinking, they're generous with their thought leadership, and they don't just make boring little things, they make really, really, really valuable resources. I like that one because one of the things that we sort of camp on is information is just a commodity now. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where as before it wasn't as much of a commodity. So you could gatekeep information people needed and they would seek you out 
and they would pay you for that information and then you would be valuable to them and be working together. For about two years, I watched one particular, um, this is a New York Times bestselling author. This is a person that he goes and speaks in an event and he has to like immediately go into the green room because everybody bombards him. But for two years, I watched him personally engage with every comment on social media that people asked. I watched him personally reply to emails. Whoa. I watched him personally engage with people on, in the email list and build actual like real trust. And that was like, oh my gosh, like just, to, just watching this person do that and, and the trust that it created with their audience was irreplaceable. Mm. I mean, this, this person was creating, at one point they had a $10,000 product. And it was flying off the shelves because of the trust that they had built with people. Jeez. And these are not businesses. These are just individual people spending $10,000 to buy this product. And so wow. um, it just hit home for me that like, yeah, this, this sort of a tactic as a strategy, as the human way to like build trust and build an, and like, and drive growth, audience building is probably the best way to do it. Love it. Yeah. Is, is there anything else from your time in, in the platform building? I think the, to tie all of it together, I would say the third thing is just, and we have talked about this as well, but like people trust people, not businesses. It's not that they don't trust businesses. Mm. They just trust people more. Mm. Like, like we talk about the trust transfer a lot. Trust is transferred person to person. Yeah. And people in the personal development space understand this. And so they make it a point and a strategic point to be the person front and center, transferring the trust, empathizing with the pains. They know their role as the guide in the story. And it's just, it's not even like a, a thing that, it's not like an egotistical thing where like they need to be front and center. A lot of these really successful personal development people, they're very humble, want to be behind the scenes, but they're so brilliant that they know that the trust is going to be transferred to them. So they prioritize getting, doing their podcasts, getting in front of the camera, creating products, creating content on a daily, weekly basis, video content, blog content. And the results are, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, some of these businesses are, three or four people and they're 20, 30, $40 million businesses because of the power of trust, four people. because of the power of person to person trust. Yeah. And building an audience. Jeez so Louise. I would say the takeaway for all I of this is, yeah, right. Maybe we're in the wrong business here. If you're a tech consultant or, or a digital transformation leader of any kind, trust is transferred people to people. We talked about this, find your practice leads, find your SMEs, figure out ways to start to build audiences around your brilliant people and then give away what you know. That's the second thing we've talked about that. And then really the third thing, like I said, build audiences. Focus on building audiences more than you focus on list buying. It's great. Thanks, man. 